Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. A friend of mine says that we're funny, and I told him he's a sweet, sweet, sweet little angel because he's full of shit. Oh, I appreciate the like my ego needs another boost. Yeah. Thank you. So we can we can feel free to call him out should he ever continue listening. He says he's on the Furby episode, and I was like, boy, I don't deserve your attention. You <laughs> have so much further to go. Also, just stop while you're ahead. Leave it alone. <laughs> Just download them so we get the hits, but you don't actually have to listen. Just just give us five stars. It's so weird today because we, like, didn't record last week because we doubled up yeah. so we could have a week off. And it's so weird. I'm like, holy shit. I feel like I haven't sat in this room in, like, three months, but it's only been a week. It's kind of freeing, though, right? It was until uh, I had two weeks to research my topic, and I did it all yesterday as per fucking usual. Dude. <laughs> One day I'm going to like just be on it like so hard. But like until then, Tuesday nights for the win. Yo. And also you can tell the time gap because I had so much shit to tell you before I turned on the microphone. Oh, my God. It was amazing. I was like, what is happening? And I was like, oh, normally we only talk for about 10 minutes because we talk every week, but we hadn't talked in two weeks. So we needed more time. Also, I had to tell you the devastating shit that my family did. So, oh, I which didn't I love you. very much. I love them very much. They're colorful. Yeah, you can love your family, but you don't have to like them. My mom told me that. I don't know if that is a reflection on me as a person <laughs> that she had to tell that to like me and her, but it stuck with me and I like it. You're so. an only child, so I think she was straight up telling you. She's like, I have to love you, but I don't have to like you. And like, yeah. fair enough, I sucked. <laughs> Dude, growing up, I sucked. Shout out to Mimo. I'm so sorry. I was such an angsty little fuckface. I'm still angsty now, but I'm an adult, and so I deal with it myself. I was going to say, I'm still angsty as fuck, but I generally deal with it with a therapist, or I just put on some, like, super, super sick emo music and, like, freak out. As as one does in their 30s. I put on headphones and play Breath of the Wild for six hours and pretend like everything's okay. And then I open my fridge and I'm like, where are all the apples I picked? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I don't live in a video game. Just transcended. Bring me back to those fields. I still am. I'm at the end of the game and I don't want to do it because I don't want to stop because I'm going to be sad. Oh, I'm like just wandering around right now. Uh, shout out to one of my clients who gave me two Switch Amiibos. And so I got Daruk and I got... Mifa, and you can like touch them to your controllers and you get like freaking cool stuff in the game what the fuck what the fuck is an amiibo it's like a toy that you touch you can get them for like all these different switch games but you like touch it to your remote when you're playing and it like gave me like some good weapons and like money and food it was so fucking cool i quit this podcast i want one of those goodbye Oh my god, it was like, it's like one of the coolest things I've ever been given, I feel. Because, like, it's never something I thought of myself. 
And now I have two little Breath of the Wild characters hidden uh, in all my plants. So it's like kind of cool. Okay, ah. okay, I like it. Welcome to our fucking Breath of the Wild fan cast. We're back to our shit. Like, like nothing else. Uh, but in reality, you are listening to the sweet, sweet sounds of me, Jill, and Kelsey. Kelsey. On I, our I, beautiful I, show, Deep Nerder. An ASMR we, Breath of the Wild fancast. That is exactly what I was going to say. But also, it's <laughs> where we fuck with nostalgia and murder because we don't understand what we're doing. So, so join us. Welcome, because I'm not ready to grow up or learn new things. So I'll be nostalgic in all the things I like, which is what I understand now when our parents were like, how do you listen to the Spice Girls? They're shit. Have you never heard Wham? And now I am them. Yo, and also, we're narcissistic enough to just listen to ourselves. So here we are. I haven't listened to one of our episodes. You in like, absolutely have to because we need to know if we're improving. Don't do I that. I haven't to listened in like three weeks because I'm listening to my dungeons and Ooh. daddy's one. Daddy. Still, I'm busy. So I'm no time for us. I'm busy. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And since I brought it down so fucking hard last week. Uh, I took myself off murder (laughs) on nostalgia. And then I also, as I promised uh, last episode, I fucking killed the TGI Friday saga verse. And I still am non-apologetic about it. I'm a little butthurt, but I'll get it. I know you are. (laughs) I was like, we come back. There can be a part two. There can be an intermission. I wasn't ready. I know you weren't, but I killed it. <laughs> I fucking murdered it. She shot it in the face. I had to stop because I kept trying to watch the shows and it was really getting in the way of my video games. And I was like, this needs to stop. So now I'm just like, I've clocked out at Boy Meets World. I settled on one and that's what I'm watching. My work and my gym has gotten in the way of my video games and it's like, a real thorn, but it's for the best, I guess. Maybe I don't. I know. love I love it because it's there's sports happening now. I think baseball's still happening, and uh, what the fuck baseball? My girlfriend watches baseball, so when she watches baseball, I just sit in the same room as her and play video games and like cha-ching. That counts as a date. Okay, that works. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. It's Ew, the best. Baseball. Tara, baseball. It's like three hours, though. I get three hours to play video games. I just don't. It's like so nice. I'm confused. I love baseball. Okay. No, because I get to be playing my video games for three hours. I got it. Okay, good. If 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 someone if Jordan's like I'm gonna watch baseball, I'd be like, yeah, video games, and maybe I have three hours to crush a whole pizza to myself. That makes sense. Yo, shout out. That makes sense. Okay, got got it. I got it. Do you know what game I also used to love to play? Uh, what? Pop, 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 pogs. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Pogs and slammers. Oh, my God. I probably, like, spiked my microphone there. But, like, trading them on the, remember trading them in the, whatever, what was it called? Playground. (laughs) Playground. Oh, my God. You know, the children's prison. What's it called? Yes. It's my birthday at the end of the month, so I'm I'm getting a year older, and I'm officially forgetting my youth. It's gone. Rest I'm place. already a year older. Go fuck yourself. Suck You're it. younger than me. 
Yeah, forever and ever. What a what were you, like, Remember you tried to tell me you were five in two thousand. What, what? How? Oh, I said I was like five in in 2015. Yeah, I was like, you're dead to me. Never. I was close enough. I definitely wasn't, but it's close enough. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> so, uh, in the grand tradition of when I like to look up our topics, as I did, like when we were like, oh, Beanie Babies, and now I have all my Beanie Babies from my mother's house. I also have my Pog collection. But I have sad news about it is I used no. to have this like bin of toys. So I had like every McDonald's Furby toy. I had Cabbage Patch Kids. I had those dinosaur toys and I had Pogs all in there. And when I moved away to Alberta, I'm pretty sure that box of stuff just got like donated. And I have never stopped thinking about it. So I only have a, like a small collection of Pogs now. So I think my first of all, my condolences, that fucking sucks. Don't worry. Like, if I ever go to therapy, that's going to be, like, the number one thing I talk about. Truly. Uh, I mean, I haven't actually looked for mine. I'm sure they have because my parents, when they moved and got a new home, my dad literally got a house with my mother with extra bedrooms so he could, like, rebuild our my sister and my rooms as, quote-unquote, shrines. Like, adorable, but creepy. I mean, I like it because I'm like, ooh, all my things. But I'm also like, all my things. So it's like, I have a, Yeah. <laughs> I haven't... Uh, if, Mom, you ever listen to this, I love my things. Don't throw them away. I'll handle it. Uh, I haven't looked for my pogs, but I do have, like, a really early memory in, like, the second house I ever lived in where I was given... I think my mom brought pogs home for me. My mom and I think my Auntie Tina, but whatever. And the, I, I don't like you will talk about this, I'm sure, but like you could get them from Safeway. They came out of milk lids. They, there's a whole thing, but <clears throat> anyways, they, I had like a giant tube. I was quite young and I didn't know how to spell my last name. So I, I had this cause I was little, I was very little. I couldn't figure, I was learning how to spell my last name and my last name was quite big, right? For a little kid, not like yours, which is cute and small. So I rem- I had this pog tube where I tried to spell my last name and it was like <laughs> like b u t t t t t t t t t r and then like the rest of it like w and I was like and like I grew up and I saw that and I was like oh you gave a good shot I promise I know how to spell it now but. Yeah, I was, I was obsessed with Pogs, like fucking obsessed. And this was actually kind of cool because I didn't actually know where they came from. I just remembered that weird little like brown crittery looking dude, like caveman-y kind of whatever. From the commercial? The Pog, yeah. I assumed, so I, I thought he was a Pog. I didn't understand what he was. God bless your soul. Your beautiful little angelic baby mind. Like, what would I, what would POG, like, I didn't know what POG stand for. I know what it stands for now. What does it stand for? Oh, I will tell you. Okay, go, go. So. Learn me. Learn me. Like, POGs is basically just milk caps. That's kind of what it is. So, like, back in, in, like, the 1920s and 1930s, kids would collect, like, the little cardboard caps out of their milk caps. And that was like a game much as like, I think it's weird. The time my mom told me she used to play jacks a lot. Like she wasn't born in the 1920s, but she used to play jacks a lot. 
And I was like, you used to just bounce a ball and try and pick up pointy things. And she's like, yeah, I was pretty good at it. And I was like, what a fucking weird game. Yo, but we just, we play Switch now. It is what it is. I know. We have technology now. But I'm like, yeah, I guess like if milk caps were cool, you'd collect them. It's like when we all used to collect like Snapple, Snapple lids and you'd yes. like pop them, you know? I was obsessed with that sound. Or remember when we'd take the little uh, seals out of Pepsi and Coca-Cola and it had like messages on it? Or, yeah. Like, there's another bottle was it soda? jones soda there jones yep i remember going into the grocery store one time and seeing my girlfriend donna on a bottle of jones soda and i was like oh my fucking god it's the coolest thing it is cool so people think like the game of milk caps started in either two ways so they think it either started in hawaii in the 1920s and 30s or if you look back in history in Japan, it's really similar to a game called Menko, which instead of discs is a game with like thick paper cards with images and you put them all down and then you try and flip them by like going like full airbender and like trying to use the wind to like flip cards over. You know, what's funny is I didn't I didn't go for like that in my brain, but I was thinking of like 1920s kids pulling milk. Well, this is just me. I guess I'm a dickhead. But like pulling uh, the milk caps out of milk lids and like hucking them at my friends. Like Emily and I would have done that for sure. Oh my God. I threw chestnuts at my neighbors because I knew they hurt more. I threw clots of mud at a neighbor once because I just did. And and Emily and I got a a fuckload of trouble for it. Actually, we recently just revisited this memory and she remembers a lot more about it than I do. But I just remember being like really upset because his mom got mad. But I mean, we did. We did it. You did it. You did it. So they think that's when the game like started. But in 1971, there was a company in Hawaii called Hala e Kalea. Okay. Which I did have to Google that because uh, I forgot all the Hawaiian I taught myself after the first time I watched Lilo and Stitch. So I did have to Google that. I love that movie. I tried to teach myself the entire Hawaiian alphabet and like how to pronounce my name in Hawaiian. Like I was like, I am going to be Lilo. But instead you can just say how to stitch talk. I don't know. Like, so you're Hawaiian. You got it. I, I got it. We both did it. So oh. this this company started just this company started making the the caps again to promote their new drink that they called Pog. Oh, sick! So it's, it stood for Passion Orange Guava, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Really? Oh Pogs God. just means Passion Orange Guava. Like I'm sure the name changed, but that is the origination of Pog. I like it. I'm into it. But also, like, how stupid are we? So the name just stuck because that's where people got it from. So they just started generically calling that the game. They wouldn't be like, oh, do you want to play milk caps? They'd be like, oh, did you collect any pog today? Pog. And it just became slang. Oh, my God. Do you guys want to go snort some pog in the bathroom? I got some pog for you. Like, it's really good. I got some good pog. No, it sounds so gross. Well, I'm straight. so I like it. <laughs> no, no, bad. So in 1992, uh, which by my math, which will be correct this podcast, I was three. Really? <laughs> yes. 1993. Wait, how, wait, start what? 
1992, I was three years old. 92, I think. I'm older than you. Never mind. Who cares? Go. <laughs> so this company called Stanpack Inc. Uh, Stanpack Inc. It's a Canadian company who made the milk caps for the Halea Kalea company. My brain's they, like stank peg. Stank peg. <laughs> they started making more of these caps because they saw that they were getting popular. So the you're dying. <laughs> stank peg really is just killing you. Stank peg. Stank peg. Okay, go. I'm sorry. I'm fine. Oh my god. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. I feel good. It's fine. You're just dying. <laughs> go on. So the popularity of these like milk caps or pogs started spreading. So it went all the way to California, Texas and Washington. And then it went like it just blew up everywhere else. Yeah. So by 1993, the game milk caps was being played everywhere. So it really pogs really blew up like in the 90s. Like I just remember, I remember getting them from like everywhere. Like you'd go to Kmart or something, and you'd get like a pog. Like I remember going to like grocery stores, and if you grocery were like stores. a good kid, and like they had a lot of grocery stores had like kid club cards where you could like show them, and they'd give you like a cookie or something. And I remember getting pogs at places. Yo, I never got a cookie from a grocery store. <laughs> Fuck man, Kmart had the Kmart's Kids Club, and you would go and like write your name on a business card thing, and you'd bring it with you to Kmart, and you would show it to the people at the customer service desk, and they'd give you a free cookie or an apple. My mom never ever did that for me. I fucking love going to Kmart because I knew if I was good, I'd get to take my kids club business card out and fucking swipe it for a cookie. I liked Kmart because of Zeddy the bear. Yo, Zeddy was tight. Oh, that's Zeller's. Same, yeah. Same, same. Uh, yeah, they're both expired. So, like, I just remember getting them from everywhere. Like, I was looking at my pogs. I have, like, Disney pogs, Star Trek pogs, Hulk Hogan pog, like, random pogs from something called Imperial like, and Star I remember, Star I don't have any Star Wars. I have Star Trek. I have a lot Imperial. of Batman. Imperial sounds like Star Wars. Oh, it looks like Imperial. It's written like it would be a greeting card company or something. Oh, that's weird. Okay. But, like, I remember all the different ones I had. And I remember, like, vividly uh, a slammer. Oh, yes. It's like, slammers go with pogs. So, Basically, it's a component in the game, which I'm going to get to when I get to how to play it. Okay. But I had one and it was like holographic and had like a fucking Easter teddy bear on it. And I this is like the one it is burned into my brain. That's it funny, was plastic and holographic. It's weird, right? I The one that's burned into my brain was like, and I don't watch sports. I work for a sports team. I love the place I work for. But yeah, anyway, so I ended up with like a slammer that was like a red wing slammer. And like, trust me, the only reason I know this is because I had this slammer and it still is in my memory. But it was it was like a fucking beefy burger of a slammer with like, you know, the resin and shit. And it was like red holographic, silver holographic, the red wings logo and just glitter, glitter, glitter. And I was like, Italian hands. Oh, my God. Right. Like. The aesthetic was so wild back then. We're going to put everything in all at once. Yeah. Yes. 
Like, I'm a little girl, and I was like, give me that hockey. Is it Red Wings hockey? I don't know. This is not a fucking hockey fan cast. Give me that slammer of sports, because it's so (laughs) sparkly. (laughs) I want it. So, in the 90s, it blew up. The World Pog Federation was started, and then a company called Canada Games Company, like, really helped blast Pogs off. Um, Pogs really blew up, and then... uh, what goes up must come down. So Canada Games went out of business in 1997. Oh, so like Pogs, go. the World Pog Federation still exists. Pogs are like still all over the place. Um, and basically, what a pog is is a piece. It's like a round piece of like card, kind of like cardboard-ish feeling of like pressed, pressed Memories. paper material, Memories. and they'd be imprinted with like a photo on one side and then usually a blank side or a side if they had like a group of or a collection they belong to would have like number whatever out of so many yes i was gonna say press dreams but yes press dreams press flowers press for time oh truly press for time (laughs) truly so basically you collect those and there was a component called a slammer so slammer is the same size as a pog but thicker and they're a lot heavier so they're either made out of like plastic like a lighter plastic they're made out of metal you can get like heavy plastic ones you can get resin ones and how you play pogs is each player so if there's like two of us or three of us we each agree on a number and say it's like me versus you so we'll say 20 pogs each we take 20 pogs you stack them face down in one tower, and then the person that goes first, you whip your slammer at that fucking pile, just like when you're trying to break and pool. And you try and flip as many of the pogs over as you can. So if they're face up, you get to take them out of the pile. And then the next person goes, so you would huck your slammer. And you basically try and make all these pogs either flip over or bounce. And anything that's face up goes into your pile. And then at the end, whoever has the most pogs wins. And then depending how you were playing, you'd either play for keeps or like no keeps. Mm -hmm. So we're gambling. It's gambling. So pogs, like much like Pokemon cards, they ended up being banned in a lot of schools because it was just low key gambling. (laughs) So I remember like, if we had them, you were not allowed to play with them. You could just like sort them or trade them, but you couldn't play it. We had, so I don't remember trading i mean i okay so i do remember trading pogs because up the street there was a family of four boys which i one of them was my age so i like adored all of them they were like my brothers it was the greatest thing ever and then my parents were really good friends with them so they would pick each other up and drop each other off and da 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 but um because of them i got into pogs and like batman and like whatever because like anything that they liked i was like oh me too i was just like a tag along i'm like me. yeah you're like me as well yeah i also I, like the thing i also like the thing Incredible. look at my sports slammer <laughs> truly truly and i remember the one guy his name was i think his name was jordan actually maybe it wasn't ryan or it's no, your ryan. husband no it was absolutely not this is i think his name was jordan but he i could be wrong Jonathan was my age, Jordan was a little older, Ryan was the oldest, and Nicholas was the baby. <clears throat> so I think it was Jordan. Jordan was like, 
oh, you have such a cool slammer. And he was like trying everything to get my sick Red Wing slammer. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> You're like, fuck no, this is mine. Yeah, I was like, this is mine. Like, and also, ew, I don't like boys. But also, I was a little kid and he didn't like me either. So it was a fair fair. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm like, five, and I got all of the sport. I think the majority of my pogs were all sports because they liked those. And I didn't really know what I liked yet other than like fucking Power Rangers. So. Oh, I I'm like, I had a lot of Power Ranger pogs too. I don't want to like memory. be too excited. So I will update you and the listeners of how this goes. But I am currently trying to buy a set of pogs because as I have talked before, every time we research something, I have this desire to have it in my life. Why I have my Beanie Babies, why I have a Furby, why I've been watching TGI Friday shows, why I was like, maybe I should be a Power Ranger for Halloween. These are problems. So I'm like, I'm going to buy Pogs and I have been tracking them online and I'm currently in negotiations to buy a set. (laughs) I only caught the Power Ranger for Halloween. And if you do that without me, I'm going to be butthurt. Well, sometimes you have to have costumes on your own. I like group costumes. Just saying. I'm just going to go with Tommy. Don't even. (laughs) What it, I'm going to go with Zordon. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm just going to be ahead. Fine. Fine. So I looked up. I thought it would be kind of fun because, like, I'm still obsessed with Pogs. I looked up a bunch and, like, how much money they'd be worth. Mm-hmm. So I got a few skewed results. So I'm going to go with my original findings because I think they're hilarious. And then I'll let you know about these apparent collector's items, which part of me is like, get, get wrecked. That is, there's no way. But also like, fuck, if that, if I had one of these and it got thrown out, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> so there's also this. So some great collector's pieces you could have in your pogs. There's a Garfield set of Pogs. There was 90 of them. And if you have the whole set, it could be worth about $30. Shit. Yeah. 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Dinner for one. There's a Pokemon set. It's 50 pieces. And if you have that Pokemon set, get that wallet out because you might be getting $28. (laughs) Two dollars. Wow, this hurts. Two dollars less than Garfield for forty pieces less. Truly. (laughs) So there's also this one. Like I want these. If anybody has them, like I will pay more than what this said they were worth. But there is a set of Waterworld Pogs. What? Oh my God! Right. I will pay money for this. Kevin Costner. Yes. Like water. The Waterworld. Yo. So there's 65 of them. And if you have the whole set, it's worth $36. I will give you $50 <laughs> for the entire set of Kevin Cosner Waterworld Pogs. I'll give you what? $50. I will too. I just like, want those. I want them. Also, Jordan's friend was, I think I think I'm I might be wrong. Well, I'm right about this, but I might be wrong about the character, but I think Jordan's friend was Kevin was Kevin Costner in the uh, Japan Universal Studios uh, thing. That's so cool. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) 
So I would say as far as pogs go, this is my favorite one. Okay. So there's a set of Domino's pizza pogs. Okay. There are 11 of them. Yep. And they're worth $9 for the set. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's by far worth the most. I, well, it is. And, and then that's fucking wild. They take up so like you could put those in a purse like those could go in a wallet. Oh, my God. Right. And you wouldn't realize they're there. You're like, I, I would go know. and be like, do I get a discount because I have these pogs? So then I started looking up when I came to my computer, I typed in something and it brought me to a different website of what pogs could be worth. Okay. So this is from ranker.com. So like, do I believe it more? Kind of, but not overly because it says that if you have the Jurassic Park six pog hologram set with a slammer, so they're holographic Jurassic Park pogs with one Jurassic Park slammer, it's worth a fucking a million dollars. What? I have to phone Jonathan. Wait. Yeah, I literally was like, how many zeros is it after a million? And I checked. No, it's a million. Like, no fucking way. There's no fucking way. I was like, it's not a million. It's six. (laughs) So then the next one is a heavy brass pog slammer. And, like, I I feel like I have this or a smaller one that looked like it, but it's like a really thick slammer and it has a yin and yang kind of like two skulls moving and they're both like one's black, one's white and it has like green glasses. It's worth like $80 for just the slammer. Right? Not not my cool, my Red Wings one, but you know. So there's a 10-piece Marilyn Monroe Pog set that's worth $1,250. That's very cool. But then if you go get the Pog, the official game, it's complete. It's like a set. It's complete with a thousand Pogs and 21 Slammers for the whole game. A hundred and thirty bucks. I'd fucking pay that now for it. I mean, I don't like tight. Well, yeah, I would play Pogs. That'd be a fun drinking game, I think. But But it isn't like how? How? The range in prices? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about it's about collecting, right? It's nostalgia. Everything has a buyer. So, like, I feel like a complete set should be worth so much more than some things, especially yeah, when there's, there's a just, lot of them. It, it's it's the uh, uh, like. It, it's it's only as worth it's only worth as much as somebody wants to pay, right? So if there if someone hasn't like appeared or like materialize it's like yo i need this then the price isn't changing right yes yeah dude because like i have and i think we've talked about this before like i have original 1993 no big deal bandai power rangers still in the box with tape on the box and to me those are worth so much money (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) fair like who the fuck would buy those off me but also i'm not going to sell them so you know collect dust in my house forever and also there's no windows on the box so I can't even see the characters in the box <laughs> like I'm never gonna have a kid and my my cousin and his wife just had a baby shout out to this cute baby I will love you forever Herber. but 
I'm like, I'm never going to have kids. So like, where's all my cool shit going to go when I'm older? And then I was like, oh my God, I'm that fucking like crazy aunt with all the weird shit. And then like, this kid's going to be eight and I'm going to be like, I'm gifting you my puffer, the penguin beanie baby. And he's worth a lot of money. And she's just going to be like, what in the fresh fuck? My aunt is so weird. Yo, this is going to be me. me. My girlfriend, Christy's kids are like ish six. Well, one, one is five ish five six and the other one is small and i'm like i come over to their house with with i'm like coming i come bearing goods and it's like things from my house that i know that i can't do anything with not that like i don't care about them i truly care about the items but they're just sitting on my shelves and i'm not gaining joy and these like little <laughs> shits are going to love you this have, stuff so thank you, you christy that, for taking my shit <laughs> you have that Toy Story feeling that I feel like all millennials have where you're like, if I don't use it enough, am I killing its spirit? And it just sits there and dies. Except for my power rangers. I need it to have homes. No, No, collectibles get to stay in their box and suffer. Yes, no one can touch my power rangers. But sometimes I have stuff where I'm like, oh, does it hate me because like it's just up on the shelf shove somewhere? Yes. My, My friend Nick worked at Toy Traders for like years and years and years and he's a a toy connoisseur and he would rip on me constantly anytime they get power rangers are coming he'd like show me their like janky condition and be like look it's going in the 50 cent bin i was like go fuck yourself mine are in the boxes like get out of here get out of here amazing italian hands italian hands power rangers go fuck leave it alone it's mine but in summation Hogs are the fucking tits. I hope I get to buy this set of them. I'm so excited. Uh, I really want to play it again. Oh, also, this is the coolest thing in the world, and I'm going to need your help. But if you are ever interested in your own pogs, there is a website called custompogs.com where you can make your own custom pogs. For, you get 100 of them for 38 bucks. And then I was like, okay, so the first merch we're ever going to do, Deep Nerder Pogs. Second thing I'm ever going to do is I need Pogs as my fucking business card for clients. So I'm going to hire you to design me another thing. <laughs> I was, yeah, you could see my face. I was like, absolutely, Deep Nerder Pogs. What do you want? Pins oh my God. later, you get a Pog. <laughs> no, I was thinking enamel pins. Fucking scratch it. We're making Pogs. Also, I want you to know that I have a Band-Aid on my knee because I scraped it. That's okay. We all fall down sometimes. Yeah. You can make single pogs. You can also make, like, a, a, a card that has six different pogs on it. So you can, like, pre-make sets. And I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Sick. Mm-hmm. Really excited about that, actually. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so happy that this topic led me to this website. And I was like, fuck, man. I'm going to buy pogs for, like, every occasion. It's your birthday. Just flick a pog at somebody. Merry Christmas. You get a fucking pog. Everybody's getting a fucking pog for every occasion. Cards out. Pogs in. I'll use pogs. Cards, I'm like, gee, thanks. And I recycle it because I don't care. I'm literally going to get a bunch of pogs made for weird occasions. And I'm just going to, like, flick them at people. Yeah. Um, I love it. Cool. Yeah. Best topic it. ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I did it. Yeah. 
You fucking nailed it. I sat on the couch and played with my pogs for like 10 minutes instead of doing more research. Um, and now I'm sad that I don't own any slammers because I don't know where they are. Oh, you're rubbing your hands together like a mischievous squirrel. Right. <laughs> or a praying mantis. Is okay. this crime light? <laughs> it's crime light because it's me. But, but you'll never... I hope that you connect how I connect to this. So hello, welcome to my half of this, where I do crime light because I like diet crime because it's me. So, yep. Anyways, and I feel like I did this well to the best of my ability. And I really hope you enjoy your time. I hope I enjoy my time, too, because I would be really mad if you wasted it. Oh, girl. <laughs> Shocked. I could be playing Breath of the Wild. Just Don't kidding. I love this. Don't start with me. <laughs> you can start with me all you want. I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. So this takes place in California in a place called Carlsbad. And I don't okay. know the precipitation because I'm not Jill. So if you're looking for that, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what? I'll let you guys know later. I'll find it. I just, I just, I truly planned that out. I was like, eh, this is her thing. Okay. So on 26, in the year 2016, on September 1st, which is a Thursday in that particular year at 11 p.m., a gentleman named Jason Kovach called 911 to report that his friend, Greg Mulville Mul- um, had been shot. When the police arrived, they found Greg Mulville slumped over the wheel of his car, barely alive with his friend in the passenger seat. So immediately, Greg was moved away from the scene because he's been shot and they have no idea what's going on. And they quickly transported him to a nearby hospital. The police, while transporting Greg to the hospital with Jason, started asking a bunch of different questions like, why the hell were you out here? What's going on? Do you know who shot you? Like, how did this happen? And Jason was like, I don't know. I just heard some rustling in the bushes. And then all of a sudden there was like, just like this dude. And I shouldn't say just this dude. I, I, this might give a little, well, all right. Okay. So Jason's like, we heard some rustling in the bushes and we looked over and we saw like a friggin' like guy in a sniper position, just laying in the grass. Terrifying. No, thank you. No, thank you. So Greg ended up being hit in the chest, but as the two took off running, so when they heard gunshots, they just yeeted, which I had to include because it's my new favorite word. Yes. So as the two took off running back towards the car, neither of them even realized one of them had been shot. So at this point, the cops, they don't really have a lot. So they know they know that they're getting reports of what these two have claimed to be a sniper, but they don't they haven't found yet any evidence. They're just getting there, but they're treating it very seriously. So let's rewind all of this. So we have Greg in the hospital. Okay. We have Jason, you know, shit's hitting the fan. So who are these people? Let's start here. Okay. So, Ooh. so Greg Mullil. Greg Mulville was born and raised in Oregon, and then he moved to California. He ends, he goes to grad school, and he ends up com- completing a degree in, or graduating in computer engineering. He's, like, super smart. He's tall. He's athletic. I don't know why that's important, but I felt like it was. So at 34, he's like, you know what? I'm going to try this online dating shit. 
Ah. I know, right? Spicy. So he ends up finding a woman online by the name of Diana Lovejoy. Also super cute last name. That's the solid last name. Doc- yeah. What is it? Dr. Reverend Lovejoy? Is yeah. that from The Simpsons? Yes, it is. Yes. Good, good job. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Like the early pictures of Diana Lovejoy. She has like kind of a Princess Diana haircut, like really short. And I was like, you're, you're cute. You're a cute girl. So Diana's two years younger than Greg. She's been raised in Silicon Valley. She has a degree in literature and a triple minor in music, French, and uh, um, psych. She's really smart. She's also athletic. She's very inquisitive. So on paper, these two like are kind of, they're super aligned. So after college, Diana lands a gig at Nokia. Maybe, you know, yes, the OG phone, which you and I could still probably recover from 2008. And it works like a hot damn. Oh, my God. The phone, when you dropped it, it wasn't your phone you were worried about. It was you were worried about the fucking floor. Truly nothing happened. Why can't we have those phones again? I would give up my smartphone for just that kind of reliability. (laughs) Yo, smartphones suck. Truly, dude. All I do is waste time on Instagram. I need to get work done. All I do is look at, like, I'll just go to bed. No, I'm going to scroll through TikTok for four hours. Oh, but I also love it. But Nokia could do that. Like, where's, like, have you, okay, we'll revisit this. We have to see where Nokia is at. Okay. <laughs> so after college, Diana lands a gig at Nokia as a technical writer. She was very respected. Everyone really enjoyed her. And she was also no big deal making over six figures. She was making 120000 a year. Damn. Right? dreams goals like i am doing this for myself so march 2005 diana gets a message from greg and it like i said seemed like a pretty pretty good match so after two years of dating greg and greg and diana were super close so greg proposes so in 2007 they get married uh greg this is my note i was like greg has a gross ponytail (laughs) Oh, my God. In their wedding photo, he is like, I mean, no disrespect. Do what you want to do. But he has like this weird, like, fedora ponytail, which I don't. Whatever. It's a personal thing. All right. So they're both really successful. They both make six figures. They're just kind of killing it. So they buy a really big home. Uh, It's off the ocean in Carlsbad. So September 12th, 2012, they have a baby, which they've been trying for a long time. It hasn't, you know, worked for them. And all of a sudden they have this little baby boy and they're over the fucking moon. It's everything they wanted. Good for them. I don't want a kid, but I love that they love this. So they, well, Diana, I shouldn't ignore this. Diana specifically, like both of them, they loved it. But Diana specifically, like quite doted. Anyways, the child was, like, very wanted. So in 2014, Greg gets hurt. Like I mentioned, he's quite athletic, so he's damaged his shoulder. I'm not really sure how he damaged his shoulder, but he ends up unemployed for a while. So Diana becomes basically the sole, I mean, not basically, entirely the sole breadwinner. And this becomes really stressful for her. So she starts to do, like, an early version of, like, a vlog, like a video diary. So she starts to do... Yeah, I thought so. She starts to do like, sorry, my cat is yelling at me. Can you see him behind me? Look at, look at. Yeah, I can just see a little head. Yeah, Jim's got it. Thank you, Jim. Okay, so she starts to do like an early version of a vlog 
And she starts to do like a cooking channel and she starts to do a fitness channel because she's incredibly athletic. Basically anything that's sort of in her wheelhouse to kind of start earning her extra income any way she can because her husband is injured. She's paying for the mortgage. She's supporting the child. She's supporting the household, her husband, everything. I would imagine that would include his physio. I'm not sure if he's on workers comp or how that worked, but yeah. So during all this time, she starts having kind of like chronic fatigue and she's starts to get ill and she's I think it's probably stress and burnout but it's yes yeah but it ends up kind of going further than that but anyways so she kind of starts she's getting ill she doesn't really know what it is she thinks she has fibromyalgia she's visiting some like doctors but like she's not getting a diagnosis and it's kind of all over the place but also during this time she starts to believe that her son is quite ill and it's something to do with his kidneys but like I said they don't have a full diagnosis they're not sure what's going on and she also even starts to believe that Greg is becoming quite ill and you know there's he's fine they're all just they're all just getting sick well I mean Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> so, yes. So while all this is happening, the marriage kind of falls apart. Greg is stressed. Diana is stressed. It's just not a healthy situation. They, I mean, I kind of res- like I understand that because like they came from two, six, like two, six figure fa- salaries where they're just killing it to like, yo, which I mean, like one six figure salary is really good regardless. Yeah. I have no idea what they're spending with like. So, oh, if it's me, it's a lot. Plants. Oh my God, don't. <laughs> I have over 120 now. Oh, oh, yep. I don't, I appreciate you I, as you are, and I don't judge you, and you're perfect. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, as while all this is happening, like I said, their marriage starts to fall apart and unfortunately ends in divorce. So, in 2014, Greg moves out, but they're really civil. Their main concern is their child. That's the most important thing in their life, which is obviously the best, right? Like, don't let the kid get fucked up. Just figure it out. You're adults. Yep. So they're being civil. They've moved. Greg's moved out. And Diana, she's still doing her (laughs) vlogs. And she's, you know, she's struggling. But she's, you know, she's making it work. So in 2016, Diana starts to seem to kind of get her shit together. She's doing the work and mom thing. Her vlogs are doing good. She's. She's on a good, she seems like she's in a good place. And Greg has rejoined the work pl- workforce. So in 2016, Greg's back at work. He's not making the same amount as Diana or maybe what he was, but he's making just a little below. So they, they good. They're fine. The kid is definitely going to college. He's good. Lucky. Lucky. So they're co-parenting. Everything seems fine. We're not worried about much. Up until September 1st, 2016 at 11 p.m. When Greg Uh-oh. is shot in the chest at a remote dirt road in Carlsbad. Damn. Whoa. That took a twist. Right? Like, yo. So just like I said, the police, like, they flew in. They're like, holy shit, this guy got shot. And they're, at this point, incredibly concerned it was an active shooter because there was previously, like, the, D- the DC sniper. So, like, oh, shit, it's a copycat. And they got 
essentially they they brought in the SWAT, they brought in helicopters, they brought in everything because they were really concerned there was an active shooter that was just going to go on a rampage. They have no fucking idea why this dude got shot. Like, they're like, yo, you're telling us there's a fucking sniper sitting in the bushes? The hell. That's the most also, stressful. Yeah. But they're also like, why were you in this remote fucking area? Called? <laughs> because apparently where he went was quite isolated and it was just unusual. So when the sniper initially shot Greg, it ended up going right through his chest and then out just under his shoulder blade. So it missed the major arteries and organs. And he was in surgery for a couple hours, but he fully pulled through and they were able to question him afterwards. So, but in the meantime, like while he was in surgery, the cops got the opportunity to further question his friend, Jason. So Jason had a lot of information, obviously, because the motherfucker was with Greg the whole time. So, Jason was like, well, yeah, dude, at 10.45 that night, apparently Greg received a phone call. And the phone call was from an individual that claimed to be some sort of investigator. So Greg was very intrigued by this. And the investigator claimed to have some kind of information about uh, just like... I, well, they're going through a divorce. I didn't want to bring that up because I was going to bring it up later. But, yes, yeah, so they're going through a divorce. So they're like, yes, he has some kind of information that he would like to sell back to Greg. So Greg was Ooh. like, okay, like I'm a little bit interested in this. But Greg was kind of nervous. So he asked his best friend Jason to go with him. So Always the- go with a buddy if you're yeah. nervous. Yeah. And the cops were like, well, that's fucking weird. Like, the fuck? Like, they were just like, okay. So Jason said he had no idea what was going on, but like I said, Greg wanted him to go with him, and Greg was really nervous, so Greg mentioned that, uh, or sorry, Jason mentioned that Greg wanted, gave him, like, a makeshift weapon, so essentially, (laughs) Greg was like, yo, this is scary, I'm gonna give you my kid's child baseball bat as a weapon. Oh, okay. Like, these are tech people, you know, it's like, it's like me, like, what would you do, what would I do in a situation? I'd use my nails. Go for the eyeballs. Thumbs to the eyes. So this guy was like, child baseball bat. It's something. So they drove down this rural road up until a dirt path. And when they got out of the car, they walked up this dirt path to a telephone pole. And there was a white towel at the base. So they had this bike light with them. So they flashed this like bike light around. Because they're real outdoorsy people. They have a bike light. And uh, they see this towel has, like, an angry bird symbol on it. So, like, immediately, it's like, yo, that's weird. But as they're shining around, they notice uh, some, like, kind of rustling. Rustling. That's a word. Rustling. And they flash it over, and they notice this, like, fully grown man in full fucking camo just crouched down with a full fucking sniper rifle. It's, like, chilling. So Jason screams, gun! And they both take off they're just like fucking running so after greg's initially hit the sniper fi- uh, fires seven more six to seven more rounds jesus but they didn't even realize greg was hit because they're just in full like adrenaline running. yeah they're just they're they're like let's go they're in shock they're just like fuck it wasn't until they got back to the car that they realized 
that Greg had been shot. And that's why the cops found Greg slumped over the wheel because he just like jumped in the car. Like I'm out. Right. But then yeah. Like, oh, fuck, I'm bleeding. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I page. Sorry. So when the police heard this story, they're like, yo, you guys are out there on a shady drug deal. Like you're like some like Silicon Valley tech guys. Like you're fucking around with some weird shit. I mean, like what else would they think? That story's wild. It's yeah. If somebody was like, we were out in the woods and we found a towel and then a sniper was in the bush. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Somebody's been watching too many Netflix series. Calm down. Yes, exactly. And like, oh, I got a ma- like a mysterious magic phone call that told me to go here. Truly. Which yes. star six nine that motherfucker. Exactly. So. So since the police had scoured the area and they didn't find any shooter, they allowed investigators in. And then when the investigators in, came in, they ended up finding the towel. They found the scene. It was very similar to what Jason had described. So they're like, oh, shit, like. This could be realistic. This may be actually what happened. But they also found no shell casings, which they thought was super weird. So they're like, oh, shit, this gun must have like a brass catcher or some shit. So like, whoa, some kind of professional motherfucker out here. Anyways, as they continued to look, they ended up finding another towel that was covered. No. What? No. That was covered in not just fecal matter, but dare I say, diarrhea. Well, okay, you know what? That's not what I was expecting. So I'm actually kind of happier it's diarrhea. Um, I thought it was going to be a more inappropriate towel. Uh, so I'll take it. I'll yes. take it. <laughs> yes. So and what does that mean, Jill? Somebody shat themselves. No, but what is DNA, my, my dude? Poop. Snap, 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 snap. Poop, poop, okay. poop. Ew, okay. check and poop, poop towel. All right. So, Greg's in surgery. The okay. motherfucker lives. He's like, you shoot me in the chest? Fuck you. So he pulls through. So police are like, yo, we have questions for you. And Greg's story lines up with Jason's story. So they're like, that's sick. But then they also start asking him about his divorce and, like, figuring out what's going on. And essentially... What Greg tells the police is when he first started, before he started the divorce proceedings, like I had mentioned earlier, when Diana started questioning her uh, son's health and like his own health, he, she started uh, thinking that there was something seriously wrong with the child and had him on like a heavy, heavy, heavy dose of uh, mucinex. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. There's another word, there's a, a different word for it, but that was the gist. And then she wanted him to take it too. And then Greg was like, sure. But then he was like, no. And he felt fine. So he was during all this time, like incredibly questioning her judgment. Like she's a, a very intelligent woman, but something is going on and she's kind of unraveling, which is scary, unfortunately. So he's worried about the well-being of his child. He's worrying about the well-being of the woman he loves. And he's also worrying about the well-being of his wife. So during these divorce proceedings, when these things came forward, he potentially was going to end up with custody of the kid, right? Yeah. Then Diana switches it around and she's like, oh, no, well, I've been 
uh, there's like, you know, he's been abusing me. There, there's some abuse allegations and like so on. So it, it's like a whole, it's not as clean cut as it appears, you know? Okay. So, and also the financial settlement. So like D- Diana, when they split, she, the lawyers determined like amicably that Diana would keep the house, but because Diana makes more than Greg and she's going to keep the house, she has to pay Greg 120000 so the lawyers are like, that's cool. Let's go check Mark. And then, yes. So immediately after this happens, they uh, the police are aligning all the stars now. They find that Greg then gets this call from this investigator. And it turns out that he got a call from like a burner phone, right? And because Greg lived mm-hmm. there, Greg, for some fucking reason, the article says he remembers the number, but I'm pretty sure just be in his fucking phone. But maybe like you said, it was blocked or some shit so no then he wouldn't remember the number i don't know fuck it he must have just been in the phone yeah dude he can't remember that you know no one remembers a number no yeah gregor not anymore gregor not true okay so somehow whether the phone or through greg's genius brain because i can't remember my spin bike after i checked the number so fuck me but they have the number and they recall the number and they end up figuring out it's a burner phone like i mentioned and then they find out the manufacturer and then they pull they get a hold of all that shit to figure out who they're trying to figure out who purchased the phone and where and if there's video footage of the store and like all that shit so all that's happening in the background so while that's happening in the background they ask they start to look into the divorce like i mentioned and like diana's allegations and like i said diana had abuse allegations and she actually accused uh greg of using drugs and stuff so anyways they go visit diana and they're like the fuck's up with your fucking divorce and she's like yeah well i i he like our first six years of marriage were lovely and then he's kind of fell off the handle and he he, like was being abusive and doing drugs and then like i'd wake up feeling super groggy and like sore and i'm like oh he's raping me which is not funny if that's true that's fucking awful and she also accused him of molesting their child. All of this was proven guilty. Or, nope, wrong. All of this was proven not guilty. He never apparently did any of this stuff. Uh, I really wish they had a psychiatric evaluation of this woman. Actually, both of them, because, you know, it's just fair. We don't know. It really so. bums me out when there's fake allegations like that, because then it makes the people that have the true stories like I'm not I don't know if hers are fake or not. But when yeah. there's allegations and maybe they're not true, it always bums me out because like for every person that tells a lie about it, there's like 10 people who lose the who lose a chance. Yes. Because yeah. they're taken less seriously. Absolutely. absolutely. And it's heartbreaking. So like it, I. I don't know these people, so I can't advocate for them. I'm just like rereading what the courts decided. And I hope that she was wrong and this never happened because that's dark and horrible and awful and we don't like it. But so and also the uh, Greg was given a kickout order when when she first when these first came to fruition and the courts were like, because with abuse, they're like, get out of here. So he yes. had he had to move out. Uh, yes. So then while this was happening, uh, she like, so she's, I'm just going to say it, but I don't, anyway, she's essentially, she's concocting like all this shit and she's like planning 
she's manipulating the court system. Again, I wasn't there, but I think that she did this. So, okay. So while this is happening, she sees something on TV about a gentleman named Weldon McDavid Jr. I don't know if this happened at the same time that she's doing this or if it happened before and she just remembered this. I'm unsure. Anyways, so Weldon McDavid Jr. is a Marine sniper. And he, I don't, he was, he didn't actually go, he, I'm gray on this. He may have gone to war or he may have trained and stayed local there. Okay. But regardless, he didn't, he didn't necessarily kill anybody. But anyways, so. Weldon McDavid Jr. is actually a very decent human being. He's like, the reason why, what's her face, uh, Diana Lovejoy even knows who he is, is because he previously advocated for a young lady named Crystal McDavis, who was actually being raped by her husband. And he helped her. He taught her how to defend herself. He even helped her with spy cameras. So that she could record her husband raping her and get the actual help that she needed. And then they ended up on national TV together because he did this. And he said on national TV, yes, he would have killed him if he could. Because no one should treat a lady like that or a woman like that. Holy crow. Like, he's actually not the worst person ever. He's just kind of naive. Very naive, we'll say. So Diana Lovejoy meets this gentleman. Tells him what's what's going on or rather may I say kind of manipulates him and she spins sort of this story. And I don't like saying she's spinning, but she did. I shouldn't say she did. I, I believe she did. I don't know, man, whatever. So like, she's like, yo, like my husband's raping me. The courts don't believe me. I'm being let down by this. He's molesting my child there. He's been abusing drugs. And like Weldon has, he's just like, Oh fuck. And like, that's, that's kind of his journey. Right. So he's like, yeah. shit. So he teaches Diana how to shoot. He teaches Diana how to defend herself. He even goes as far as setting up a full security system in her house. So he could like, so he could be caught essentially. Uh, Greg could be caught. So, and then during all this time, Diana somewhat cultivates sort of a relationship with this gentleman and essentially convinces him potentially to maybe try to murder her husband oh my god so but like the courts don't necessarily know that yet so but, but why while, isn't divorce just enough yeah you don't need to kill each other dude so so much just leave so while this is so like they've they're you know like D- weldon's now on their sites because diana's like yes i did meet this person he was teaching me how to shoot like all this is happening so uh they see weldon they talk to weldon he like denies everything, and then he, uh, well, ob- other than the trading, obviously, but he willingly gives them a DNA sample. So like you know, so then on September second, detectives talk to. Oh, like I mentioned, sorry, I apologize. So December second, they talk to Diana, and then on September 9th, twenty sixteen, they arrest Weldon McDavid, and they bring him in for questioning. And Weldon's kind of confused. He doesn't really know what he's saying. He like 
he essentially gives them a couple different versions of the story. He's like, no, I've never been there before. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, I went there. And then I had to go to the, I was going for a run and I took a shit or something. So I just took a shit and they're like, all right, cool. Like, that's weird, but you know. Here, you know, and then yeah. you just shit in the woods with a towel. Yeah. So then he's like, I want a lawyer. And they're like, all right. So with <laughs> that, they end up getting a search warrant for his house and end up finding the gun. Yo. No shit. And then in the meantime, the DNA, like I mentioned, the reason for bringing him in, like the DNA that they took matched the shit sample. Oh, my God. All at you. And then they end up getting uh, footage from because the, the burner phone that was sold. They ended up getting footage from the store that sold it of Weldon clearly buying this phone. Oh, my God. That of course. Happens. Yes. Okay. So they all get brought in. Diana gets brought in. It's a whole fucking thing. And then on January 31st, 2018. So this is like the day they're going to be sentenced. So let me just let me just backtrack for a hot second because this is my favorite part of the whole story. So during their court appearances for the both of them, the defense attorney was like, you know what, you got a case, but like, it's just not a solid case because this is a Marine sniper. So there's absolutely no way that this Marine sniper would have missed his shot or shot like seven, six to seven times. Like that's just not going to happen. Like this is a, this person is a, is a killer essentially. And the, but then the (laughs) the prosecutor was like, yeah, okay, that's correct. However, this gentleman was trained as a sniper, but he never actually went to war and killed anybody. So, like, unfortunately, Weldon McDavid was just never fully prepared to truly murder someone. So when this sweet gentleman actually truly tried to kill someone, the motherfucker fucking shit himself. All Like, he shit himself at the scene And then tried to wipe it up on a towel and just left it. (laughs) He shit himself. Oh, my God. And if you've ever seen the Boondocks, which is an incredible fucking cartoon, uh, the one gentleman shit himself at war and got sent home. So for me, that was a great. Oh, my God. But anyway, I wonder if I'd shit myself if I went to kill somebody. Yeah, probably because it's not a normal human reaction. So anyways, on January I mean, it would be a normal human reaction because shooting somebody is not. Don't give me the face. On January 31st, 2018, the Superior Court Judge Sim Von Kalinowski sentenced Diana Lovejoy to 26 years in prison for her con- in, sorry, in prison for her conviction late last year of conspiracy to commit murder as well as attempted murder. Well, David Jr. received 50 years to life in prison because he was the one who pulled the trigger, shot the victim on a dark dirt path in Carlsbad. The victim, Greg Mulville, survived, like I mentioned. Oh, my God. Yo. Uh, the, prosecutor, the prosecutor called Lovejoy manipulative, narcissistic, and completely self, self-absorbed. So I just like this whole thing. I'm like, yo, but also like, are you, were you with me the whole time? Were you like, what's up? Oh my God. I was like, okay. 
they're fighting. Obviously, they're fighting. One of them's going to have to be hurt. Yeah. Uh, and then when when she was sentenced, the there's a I don't want to say lovely, but there's a really cinematic photo of her just bursting into tears, and they're like, like how do you feel? And she's like, it's the worst day of my life. That's what Diana said. It's like, yo, you orchestrated this, my girl. Like the hell. Yo, you tried to shoot somebody. Well, you shot yeah. somebody. Yeah, and I don't want to. And again, like we're never gonna advocate and like like dismiss the victim, but like. This poor woman needed a fuckload of help. She needed so much help. Like she had her kid on Mucinex, like like a child. Anyways, I'm look I'm looking at pictures of her crying. It's it's pretty it's a pretty good cry face. But do you know how I connected this? How? You have no clue. No. Do you know how many timelines I just had to keep track of? Yeah, I had a lot, sorry. Okay. Because and for the listeners out there, you're welcome. Pogs came from milk bottles and I am lactose intolerant. So diarrhea, I connected this with diarrhea. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. You went full pickles. I did go full pickles and, oh and no my one died. God. Like, Part of me was like, are you going to cover Harvey Milk? But then you took it in a totally different direction. So, like, shout out to you. That was so fucking unexpected. The whole thing, I was like, and then they went to court for Pogs. Like, that's all my brain was saying. I was like, and then they went to court and Pogs. And then I was like, okay, so he shit on a towel. And then I was like, why do you want to talk about poop? Gross. This checks out. Oh, my God. This checks out. Yep. Well done. Well done. <laughs> oh my god. I can't wait to go to work for them. They'll be like, what was the episode on this week? And I'll be like, literal poop. Pogs and poops. <laughs> Slammers and shitters. Jordan, Jordan's like, how are you gonna connect it? And I was like, I'm out of time. I have I'm lactose intolerant. I'm connecting it to diarrhea and I'm not upset. <laughs> and then he left, and that's why he's not in the house. <laughs> Fucking did leave. He's like, I don't like this for either of us i'm like that's cool we're on different paths <laughs> i love it yeah oh my god well i'm so glad we're back <laughs> i'm happy like you're jazz this makes me so happy right now <laughs> i'm like gonna be sitting there later eating my tuna fish and just being like mm, i don't like this texture now because of this episode thanks <laughs> So earlier, do you understand why I was so giddy? I was like kind of laughing a little bit. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God, when you're laughing, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, are you just all jazzed? Because you didn't have to do nostalgia this week. Like you were like, ooh, I got to do a crime. I was like, you go, girl. No, I, I was so excited to talk to you about diarrhea. I was like, oh my yo, how connecting it. Like, get this out is of the here. Soup episode. Yeah, Great. The soup? The soup? Poop. <laughs> Yeah, don't ruin soup too. You're already taking tuna from me. Now you've taken soup. What am I gonna eat? You said soup. I was like, oh yeah, basically it's ass soup. You couldn't have ruined fucking salad. You had to ruin soup. Like you couldn't ruin the one food I actually hate. I like salad. (sighs) You're a monster. I feel good about this. Thank you. Well, on this note, uh, you know where to find us. I think we have like 80 followers now, P.S. That's kind of cool. 
sick. I feel sorry for all of you, but thank you. I don't know if 80 people listen, but I think it's 80. It's cool. 80 people follow us. I'll, Two I'll of them you. are us, so like 78 people. Whatever Three of them are us, 77 people. <laughs> but like five stars. Uh, so uh, online or at gmail.com if you need to like send us questions, comments, concerns, or say hi to Brit. Always. Or if you want to see a really sick cry face, look up Diana Lovejoy. Uh, highly recommend. I will post that for sure. I'm just going to post a montage of crying faces. Ooh. I have a bad one, dude. My eyes get swollen. It's not a good time. It depends what mood I'm in when I cry. Like, am I crying out of frustration or am I crying because, like, of that one time I ordered a burger from White Spot and I ordered real beef instead of uh, fake meat and I had, like, a full catastrophic meltdown? I shit you not. I was crying, curled in the fetal position on Tara's bathroom floor, crying because I had ruined dinner. And then I came out and I dropped both my arms and I went... Everything's ruined, and I was just like, um, yeah, it was wow, PMS. I mean, it's, it's real, but at least you had your girlfriend there. Was she like there, there, right? Or no, was she, she like- was like laughing, and then she's like, I fucking wish I filmed this because nobody's gonna believe how fucking dramatic you were. And I was like, listen, nobody needs to know. I'm all about drama. Oh, I'll fucking give you some drama. <gasps> <laughs> just shave a reverse mohawk at the back of my head the next time I come for a haircut. Don't, don't do nothing. it. Tempt me. Don't I do love it. it. I, I love it. No. Nope. It's called a. I like a. I prefer a Culls to sack. Nope. It's gonna be great. Well, you know where to find us. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, don't shit your pants at a crime scene and don't let Jill cut your hair. Yeah. Don't shit at the crime scene. Never. <laughs> and make your own pogs. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Fuck us. Goodbye. <laughs> Fuck us so hard. <laughs> oh. Bye. <laughs>